The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. And my guest today is Dr. Jean Siegel. She's a Ph.D., She's been helping individuals and families for 40 years as a psychotherapist and emotional intelligence expert. Her books have been published in 13 languages. She's an innovator in the fields of holistic health, attachment, emotional intelligence, stress reduction, and relationships. And she and her husband, Robert, are the founders of healthguide.org. Her book which actually has been released in paperback version that we're talking about today, is Feeling Loved, Finding Happiness in an Overstressed World. Welcome, Jean. Thank you, Patricia. Yeah, well, that's quite the topic. Now, when did you first write the book? Well, like many authors, (laughs) I've written about this subject a number of times. What happens is the more research that, you know, because of the website, we, the, the helpguide.org website brought in, I don't know, 65, 70 million people last year. So it's a huge website. And we do a lot of research in the process of keeping up our articles. So as more and more research has come in, particularly about how the brain works, I have written in greater depth about the subject of emotional intelligence. And this book is the new released paperback. That's correct. All right. So let's talk about now, I know April, which has just passed, is National Stress Awareness Month. Right. And, and we have so much of it. How can we recognize our own stress? Well, there are really three ways to that, that stress expresses itself. And most of the time, we recognize it when we get angry and agitated. You know, people who have the blow-up and have the Vesuvius. We, if we're one of those people or we're with one of those people, we usually recognize it. It's, it's noticeable. But many times people respond to stress by withdrawing, by closing down, by getting very quiet. Uh, this kind of stress can be every bit as intense internally, as much mm. as going on internally, but externally it looks very quiet and can easily be missed, as can uh, trauma or that stress that you is know, both... 
Yeah, that, the freeze response. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting comment. I've never heard anyone talk about that. And, and that's very interesting because that is one of the ways that I absolutely react to stress. Mm. Is I will get very quiet and very introverted and almost numb. Right. There's almost like a numbing out where that's I'm... That's right. And it's I, very common, Patricia. This is not an uncommon response. Hmm. Uh, huh. You're right, so people don't know. Or they look at you and they want to know if you're paying attention to them, but they don't know that something's affecting you. Exactly. And when, when you are overly stressed, that is, you know, you, you're beyond the borders of comfort, uh, it's very difficult to think clearly. You really do shut down. Mm. Everybody does. I mean, that's just, it's a reflex. Yeah. So how do we handle that? Well, the first thing we have to do is to learn to pay attention. We have to learn what our stress response is. On the, on the helpguide.org website, there's a whole program for learning to do this. It's called the EQ Toolkit. It's free and it's online. Every It's an ad-free, a non-profit website. So it, this is something people, you can learn to do. Anybody can learn to recognize. Once you understand what you're looking for, you start to notice that maybe you haven't noticed before when you shut down, but maybe at this point, having learned that that's a, a stress response and a serious one, uh, you might start noticing it. So, why do you thing- say why do you say that it's serious? Explain that. Well, we now understand that almost all health issues, whether they're physical or emotional, have to do with overwhelming stress. Stress shuts down our, our immune response. It keeps us from acting in healthy, coherent ways. Stress is really, oh, it, it, it isn't that, I mean, there's normal stress. There's a normal stress range, and we all need to be in that normal range in order to be functioning. But once stress, once we're overly stressed, and many people don't recognize this, we are now out of balance and we are in danger. We, we just can't respond in a healthy way to what's going on around us, not internally or externally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's, it, it, it's very interesting what you're talking about because for so many people, we're always hearing about anger and taming your anger and taming your negative comments. And that's all, that's very true. That's very um, visceral and visible. But this is not. No, and it's also, I, I have some problem with the term taming. What we want is to be in control of our, we don't, we don't want our emotions to be, to overwhelm us. Right. So that we can't think clearly and act appropriately. But emotion essentially, is essentially a response that helps us stay alive. It, it, it's necessary for life. We need to know what we feel because mm-hmm. what we're feeling emotionally, including feelings like anger or fear, are, very, are sending us very important messages that we need to pay attention to. You know, I have a, a, I've worked with someone who talks about when you have any of these emotions that you talk to the child within you and you ask that child what they're feeling and you what, recognize it. The, what do you the, think? I'll tell you what the problem with that. 
Yes, these emotions, when they do become overwhelming, trigger a a response, the the stress response. That's an instinctive. It's an instinctive reaction. When your instincts are activated, you can't think. That's the problem. So you're not going to be if you're really in. You know, you're really overwhelmed by an emotion. You can't stop and think about it. It's impossible. Mm. Yeah. That, so, so that's you know, as long as it's in a normal range, you can you can of course you can think. But once you're overwhelmed by that emotion, once it's out of a nor- your normal range, you're you're in it, you're at the mercy of an instinct. The fight you're either fi- you know fight, flight, or freeze. But when you're there, you're not going to be able to think clearly and remember what you want to do. So what do you do? You have to learn, in, in, in my view, and this is very doable, and, and actually, um, I mean, we, we've been doing this for a long time. We have to learn how to be comfortable with, with our emotions we have to, uh, so that we can, we can, and we have to learn to pay attention to what's happening to our, to our stress so that as we move towards a point of becoming overwhelmed, we're aware of that, and we can start to rein that in by either talking to somebody, that's one way to do it. Another equally, equally powerful thing to do is to learn how to engage our senses. There are certain smells, certain uh, images, certain feelings, mm. certain movements, that, and they, they vary according to the individual, but that will very rapidly and very dependably bring our stress back into balance. Each of us needs to learn how to, how to do that how to recognize when we are becoming overwhelmed by stress and we need to learn what are the sensory responses that work for us. I also think we need give, to give us learn... Ex- mm-hmm. go, ahead. Go, on. Uh, uh, um, go ahead and then I'll ask you. I want an I was going to say another things. piece of this puzzle is learning not to be afraid of what we feel. Yes, that's a tough one, by the way. Yes, it is a tough one. Uh, but it, again, the, it's one of those doable things. Uh, we can once we know how to manage stress in the moment, which is what I'm talking about when I talk about these sensory responses, then we can get to a point as an adult of learning to be comfortable with uh, a feeling like anger, with a feeling like fear, with a feeling like deep sadness. I don't say we'll like it. It's yeah. nothing that anybody would seek out. You know, we don't go after those kinds of unpleasant feelings, but we can handle them. I, yeah, and I think there's another part. This happens for me, and I, I know when it happens for me, it happens for many other people, mm-hmm. is what will happen is, let's say you had a disappointment, or let's say you made a mistake, whatever it is, right. or you, you felt lost or abandoned or whatever it's triggered you. Right. Then what sometimes will happen is those old voices will come back to you. And they start screaming, like, see, look what you did, or see, this person doesn't care, or, and it gets louder and louder. And what I've learned is, and this is hard, is how do you um, quiet those voices and let that more mature voice, which knows it's really not real, that what's real is it's triggering something from the past. Address that. Okay. What you, what, what we need to learn to do is, see, voices are an intellectual response. Right. 
what we need to learn to do is to bear the there's a feeling that goes with shame with disappointment with hurt there's an emotion that's connected to that if we can learn to focus on that emotion we will be able to control those voices the emotion is is something we can learn to manage the emotion the raw emotion will not do us harm the voices will but not yes. the raw emotion. That's and what I you, mean when I say learning to trust yeah. that emotions emotions aren't going to hurt us. And usually that emotion for me would be around what something you said. It could be shame. It mm-hmm. could be fear. It mm-hmm. could be fear. It could be sadness. It could be, um, yeah, right. I think any, any of those. Right, right. And... and that's right. And what, what, what we as adults have to learn, need to learn in order to be in control of our lives, really, and in control of our health, both physical and emotional, is that these emotions, these feelings, they have a physical quality as well as an emotional quality, that these are, we can bear these. We can, we can have these feelings with, and with, and, and when we, and when we learn to do this, we don't have to, in a way, thinking about them, the, the thoughts that come to us when we have these experiences are a way of escaping the raw experience itself. If we learn to have this experience that we can bear it, we don't die, we don't go crazy, either. We, we don't necessarily like it, but yes, we can, we can, you know, we can have it. Nothing bad happens to us. Then we avoid that whole cycle of pushing it away with all of these inappropriate thoughts, which really do hurt us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that that's a real key. Now, the other thing that you talk about in your book is definitely don't underestimate the power of emotional connection. Oh, I yeah. find that so true. Just oh, that, yes. and, and, and it, could be, it could be two minutes, five minutes with someone who means a oh, lot to you. Oh, that's a long time to really have connection. It's mm. because it, positive, the feeling of love, that's why I called the book Feeling Loved. That experience, it's not... You know, there's a difference between knowing we're loved and feeling we're loved. I make that, it's important to know the difference because sometimes we know this person or that person loves us, but we never have that connection with them that makes us feel loved. Mm. So this is a book about how to get that connection and why is that connection so important. It's so important because it is the, that feeling overrides the feeling of stress. We're, that's how we're hardwired. Yeah. It's nature's and, and, antidote to stress. But, but, Jean, how do you handle relationships now? And I'm talking about long-term marriages, sibling relationships, you know, relationships where they're not particularly connected and they may never be connected and one person wants that connection but isn't going to get it or the person has learned to live without it. Well, if you're living entirely without it, you are having to deal with an enormous amount of stress, and you don't have a tool that is so effective in elimin- you know, in bringing that stress into balance. We don't need to feel loved all the time. We really, you know. But if we, if we can, if there is one or two people in our lives 
that we can connect with. We don't have to connect with everybody. We don't have to go around feeling loved all our time, all the time. But we do need it some of the time, and particularly when we've had a very stressful experience. It can bring help us to get back into balance very quickly. Mm. What would you say to people right now listening to this who are either going through a, a, you know, a change in relationship, a divorce or a separation, or they're going through a real health challenge, or they're going through a very strong money issue where they're losing something in their financial area? What, what, what would you advise them? Well, this, this may sound counterintuitive. Okay. But... And, and I'm going to be assume that from what you, your earlier question that, that these people, you know, obviously if there is someone in your life, a one or two people that you really are connected to who do make you feel loved, who you can call on, for heaven's sakes, call on them, okay? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to assume that there may not be such a person. Not everybody has, you know. If, if, That's if, true. Lots of people don't have, don't feel love, don't feel that anywhere. Well, one of the ways, one, one of the other ways that we can generate that feeling in us is by loving others, doing things for other people. I'm not saying that, you know, you have to all of a sudden in the middle, you know, go out and be a, a do-gooder. But when we give of ourselves in a loving way to others, when we, when we focus on someone in a caring way, and um, make it our, you know, give them empathy, are empathetic with others. That also, that kind of an experience, the way the brain is hardwired, that kind of giving also reduces our stress. Mm. So, and, well, you know, you, I've heard this a lot. I mean, it's heard if, if when you feel... When, when you feel badly, give to someone else. And also, the other part of that is gratitude. Where does gratitude come into this equation? Where you stop for a minute and you say, what am I grateful for? Well, again, there's, that's a good thing to do. I mean, why, you know, um, you know, Thanksgiving, <laughs> there are t- certain times that it's, it's wonderful. I love to sit around a table and have everyone share and to take a moment to think about what we're really grateful to. Um, but the, but the feeling of feeling, when you feel this feeling of connection to others, uh, you are grateful. You don't have to think about it. It's an mm-hmm. experience. It's throughout every, you know, every cell in your body vibrates to that good feeling. Mm-hmm. And you might think about it, but you don't have to think about it. It's, 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 you just, you feel safe. You feel understood. You feel known. Mm-hmm. And that feels so good. And of course, when you stop to think about it, you're grateful for that feeling. Yes. But, and but, I, th- I think you hit on something, by the way, that I think is another feeling a lot of us struggle with. I know why. And that's safety is really feeling safe. A lot of us don't feel safe. I mean, of course, the media doesn't help with that. And what's going on in the world doesn't always help with that. No, it certainly does. It makes it a lot harder. But feeling safe, it's really interesting when you you really pay attention and look at the research research about what what is it that actually makes us feel safe? What is, where do you get that perception? I mean, in some way, I mean, there's no arguing that the human condition is very vulnerable. 
we're, we're very vulnerable creatures. But when we feel, when someone, when we have that connection, when someone looks at us like they get us, like they care about us and, and gives us, and we have that, that, it's really, by the way, a nonverbal communication. It, it's more, it's transmitted nonverbally more than verbally. So that we, when we're with someone who makes us feel that they, that they're interested in us, that they, they get, they know who we are, then, you know, they, they get the real us. We automate, that, that's what triggers that feeling of safety. And it's actually it's it's an it's an animal instinct. If if you, when animals in the wild are you know have have escaped near death, what they do is they go into the middle of the herd and just kind of snuggle up there, and that calms them down. So it's this is something that's hardwired into us. We feel safe when we feel loved, even in any situation. No matter what's going on, we feel the, our experience is that we relax and feel safe when we have this connection. Yeah, so that's so, so important. Tell us about um, the work that you do in terms of your talks, your book, your workshops, how people can find you. Well, the, the work that I do is to try to tell people that that they really have some say-so. They, they have some control in how they feel and how they're going to experience their lives no matter what's going on with them. What's, you know, they, by, by learning to manage stress, by learning how to stay connected to your emotions, even those you may not love, you, you, you put yourself in a position to feel loved and to make others feel loved, to have this more and more of this experience in your life. And when you have that, you are healthier and happier as a human being, no matter what's going on with you. And so that's really my mission, <laughs> is to tell people they can, there, are lots of, there are things you can do for yourself to create this kind of experience. The website has something called the toolkit on it. I referred to the EQ toolkit, Emotional Intelligence Toolkit. I refer to that in the book as well. It's this the book uses takes advantage of the online program so that the book in a way is not only a book but it's also it links to a whole workbook, a whole program so that people so that people can then do what the book is talking about, learn how to be able to create this kind of experience for yourself. And, and it is my mission to tell people, you can do it. It's there for well, you. And, and I, you know, I think that's so important, what you're saying, because many people think, well, if I have a partner or if I have a spouse or if I'm with my child or my brother, or my, that I'll be okay. But it's not that. You've got to do it for yourself. Yes, yes. You, I mean, you, you, many people who are truly loved don't feel loved unless you're available to these nonverbal cues unless you take the time to notice them you may indeed be very loved and you'll never know it you won't have that experience of feeling loved so you've got to be you've got to be open and available and you can also get this good feeling for yourself this feeling of safety uh, and and the, you know and goodness and, and yeah. but it's I a think wonderful that's a very way, important it, point. 
Yeah, I, I, think I it's didn't mention this, but when you feel loved, you, you, your body is also re, uh, releasing endorphins that make you truly, I mean, in a very, very specific, truly feel wonderful. <laughs> it's their great feeling. It, it's interesting because I have a friend, and when I say I love you or you mean a lot to me, I don't think that person can take it in. I, That's and, right. and it, because every time I say it, I feel like, like frustrated. Because although they say, oh, of course, I, I just, I don't feel like they're really taking it in. That's right. And, they, and that's right. You were absolutely right. We, many of us don't know how to take it in. Because yeah. we, don't even, we don't know what we're looking for. That's why I wrote the book. Yeah. What are you looking yeah. for? Pay attention mm-hmm. to these nonverbal cues. Take a breath and, and you know, suck it up. <laughs> exactly. How can, again, what is your, what is your website? It's called Help Guide, H-E-L-P-G-U-I-D-E dot org. Okay. All right. Well, this is, this is wonderful. I really appreciate you being on the program. Thank you, Patricia. I've enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah, stay on the line for a minute, please. Okay. All right. All right, folks. Uh, thanks for tuning in today right here on Voice America, America's Voice. This is Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, and we'll be with you next week for an all-new program right here on America's Voice. So until then, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support that you need, and know that you can make your dreams come true. I'm Patricia Raskin. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.